everybody, and welcome back to What's the Point podcast. Um, today, we're actually on the road. Uh, so Pastor Tom and I are at UW-River Falls um, for the Tri-Synod Youth Gathering or Multi-Synod Youth Gathering called Journey. Um, he's here with a couple of kids, and I'm just here to help out. But Pastor Tom, say hi. How's it going, everybody? Uh, Katie, you're not just helping out. You're helping Laura Ramlau that's, make this thing happen. So that's thank very you. True. You're welcome. Thank you for. It's a great event. Uh, thank you to all those youth who are here, uh, deepening their faith, uh, being open and vulnerable, and asking those big God questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with that, I do want to make the disclaimer. So we are sitting outside right now um, because we have another really special guest with us. Um, but if you hear any echoing, if you hear anything in the background just know that there's other people outside joining us you know hanging out whatever um but we have a really special guest with us today big special guest uh we have with us today bishop Lori scow anderson bishop of the northwest synod of wisconsin we are pumped Woo-hoo. to have her we're gonna do some little, little finger snaps Ooh, yeah. joe davis finger snap style uh bishop Lori is joining us today uh just to tell us more about like what wonder what what is a bishop what's the role of the larger church things like that but first let's bishop Lori tell us about yourself a little bit well hello everybody this is just a hoot and a holler for me to be on the patio here at uw river falls and talking to y'all it's nice nice to be here on this beautiful july evening I, I love the summer because I, I grew up on a farm. And mm. so I grew up in a farm in southwest Minnesota. So I'm a farm girl from way back. And I love, I love the summer when we're out in the field and we're in the gardens growing things. And always makes me think about uh, the Pentecost season, you know, the, se- the green season in church where we talk about spiritual growth and yeah. faith formation, growing in our understanding and love of God. So it's a great time to be be here. So a little bit about me. Um, yep, I am a farm girl from southwest Minnesota, a little town called Jackson, Minnesota is my hometown. Um, I've been a parish pastor. Uh, I was a parish pastor in Minnesota for 27 years before I moved to Wisconsin. And uh, I've been serving in the Synod office now for about, oh, going on nine years. Wow. And how much of that time has been, has that been uh, Bishop all the way or where did you start? Oh, I started out as the director for evangelical mission and for the last five years then I've been the bishop. It's been five years. I know. Holy cow. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> so how long is the term? Is it? It's six years. It is six, it's a six years. Year okay. Term. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so besides that, I've, uh, my husband is also a, an ELCA pastor and he was uh, most recently serving as uh, an interim pastor at Spirit Lutheran in Eau Claire, and uh, we have three adult children and three above-average grandchildren. <laughs> above average. Love it. So besides being uh, a farm girl at heart, uh, what, what really gets you excited about the summertime? Wow. Oh, I love, well, I, I have, a, I have, a, I have, a, I have a couple hobbies. I have hobbies and, and they all involve uh, water. So That's, I'm excited oh. when the lake isn't frozen <laughs> and I can get out in my canoe or my kayak. Nice. That's a good thing. I really love that. And this summer I had, we had two new additions. They are uh, paddle boards. So I'm a Ooh, huge I fan paddle of paddle boarding. It's actually, I think, a spiritual practice to paddle board. Oh, yeah paddle out in the middle of the lake at sunset to have a little mm-hmm. god time 
paddle back. It's great. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm gonna have to try that. I know Pastor Patrick loves paddleboarding, so yes, he does. You might have to make a trek out to Lake Wasoda and paddleboard with him. Uh, so I, my first question uh, to kick us off is, well, besides getting to you a bit, Bishop, is what what does a bishop do? And I'm sure you get that all the time. I get the, what does a pastor do? You just preach on Sunday, right? Ha, ha, ha. So That is f- all you do, and you know it. That's, that might be true. <laughs> I'm playing hooky right now at Journey. Uh, what, so what, what does a bishop do? Uh, what might surprise somebody that a bishop does? Well, the, the bishop is, uh, is the chief executive officer for the synod. And so in a lot of ways, I am an, you know, an administrator. I serve as the administrator, and I oversee all of the ministries and the workings of the synod. So everything from the financial health of the synod uh, to the various committees and boards. I work very closely with our justice teams. Uh, I work with, I relate to the women of the ELCA. I relate to um, all of the other standing committees in our synod, especially the synod council. Um, and I, I work uh, with pastors in transition. I mentor and, and consult with congregations in transition. Um, and I work with first call pastors. And I do pretty much, uh, I do a lot of things. Technically, I'm also the chief execu- or ecumenical officer of the church. And I relate to churchwide, the churchwide organization in Chicago. That's a lot. That is a lot, <laughs> yeah. So what about that? Because that's, that's a whole lot of stuff. What really gets you excited about being the bishop? Like, which of all that, what really, what do you get up for? And mm-hmm. like, yes, I get to do this today. Well, right now, today, I'm at the uh, Tri-Synod Youth Gathering, and I love hanging out with high school students. I get so excited. And today, it was so awesome. They were so fired up. You know, they were involved in all the Mm -hmm. skits, and they were just so engaged in all of the learning today. And I love love seeing that. I love students asking questions about their faith and curious about, you know, they're, you know, finding out how to do God's will in the world today and and all of their concerns around justice issues. I just, that's really exciting. And I really do like also working with um, the first call pastors mm. um, and pastor and candidates in you know the seminary students and the first call pastors. That is just um, that you know I, I I get I it's really hopeful. You know I really see hope yeah. in that. I yeah. see their energy and enthusiasm to proclaim the good news of Jesus in in their work, and and that's 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 really the exciting for me. Awesome. Well, yeah. What, what have, I'm sorry to cut you off. There, no, go you go, you go. Uh, what have you learned about being the bishop that you perhaps didn't expect five years ago? Well, I served as the director for evangelical mission before I was elected bishop. And so I was consulting with um, congregations throughout the synod. And so um, I, there wasn't a lot that surprised me because I had heard a lot of things at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, think, um, I think what surprises me I don't know if it surprises me. Um, I guess it concerns me sometimes is, you know, is, is, that, is that we've kind of, some of our churches struggle to remember what's, what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, I think the, the biggest, str- a big struggle in our church today is, you know, what is the purpose of the church? Mm-hmm. And yeah. congregations really struggle to answer that question. And just, and, and they struggle to keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jesus is the main thing. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes we get just wrapped up in the minutia of, you know, 
building maintenance mm-hmm. and we get wrapped up in you know petty insignificant conflict and so i guess i get kind of you know you know what i'm saying yes. i'm sort of surprised at how we get so distracted and i think this is going to sound probably kind of weird to you but i think it's the work of the devil mm-hmm. i think it's the evil spirit that distracts us from our call to proclaim jesus sure. and and i think all those little things those little you know distractions conflict or um you know things that just take us off track and gets and takes all of our energy away from proclaiming the good news of jesus to a world that really wants to really needs to hear about jesus and about Mm -hmm. the the grace and forgiveness and compassion of god so that that surprises me at how easy it is for us to get distracted from what's really important yeah, I was giving you ear snaps with all that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, okay, so I have a question. Um, how is, how, how are you as a bishop, how are you different from what, like, Bishop Eaton does? Because she's, like, kind of the head honcho of the ELCA, but you're also, like, the head honcho of our synod. So... How are they similar? How are they different? (laughs) Well, so um, in the Northwest Synod of Wisconsin, there are 196 ELCA congregations. And so I'm responsible for 196 ELCA congregations and the ministries of our Bible camps and our campus ministries and so on. Um, Bishop Eaton, on the other hand, is the bishop of the entire ELCA, and so she is responsible for about 9,000 congregations. Okay. So and just slightly different, <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah, and so and so she's you know she's the she's the CEO, but she's also like I am like the spiritual yeah. um, advisor for all of those congregations. You know, we care about the spiritual health and well-being of our congregations. So sure. it's on scale, but she also is in charge. You know, she's also serves on the Lutheran World. Federation board and she worked with uh, World Council of Churches so the chief ex- executive officer on a gl- on more of a global yeah. or national level um, but yeah just the scope yeah. and and uh, the magnitude but she also is you know oversees Lutheran social services and Lutheran world relief and Lutheran oh, disaster sure. response and uh, Lutheran you know all of those different groups that's all her purview so it's just I'm a much smaller scale yeah I'm called the middle judicatory leader <laughs> well that's kind of a fun word middle <laughs> judicatory I like that yeah one of my experiences or part of my experience uh, coming to this synod was your focus on justice work uh, that was clear to me coming from another synod that this synod of Northwest Wisconsin was really focused on not just our view of justice, but God's justice. So I was wondering if you might give us a mini sermon <laughs> on, on perhaps uh, what, what is God's justice, but also what are the justice issues that we are addressing as a synod? Yeah, love that question. What a, a lot, great question. Lots of stuff. And uh, maybe I'll tee it off with this. Uh, a couple, was it uh, two, two winters ago, uh, you came to Trinity and you did a, a confirmation lesson uh, talking about, uh, well, really asking what are the issues that the students were interested in as far as justice issues. And I, if I remember correctly, uh, you had just done this exercise with a group of retired pastors. Exactly. And they were really interested in uh, uh, earth keeping and things like that. 
and the youth were more interested in uh, racism and things like that. Right. So, those sorts yeah. of social justice issues. So yeah. how are we addressing those as a synod? Uh, that is that is just such a great, we call that a softball. You just lobbed a softball. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so that was one of the my key. That was one of the goals that I had when I started as bishop was to to lift up the to lift up voices up around justice issues in the synod. And so we did a justice synod the first summer after I started. We did a justice synod and we got everybody together in the synod and found out what they were really passionate about. And from that summit, we formed justice teams. And there was a care of creation, racial justice, gender justice. And, and so on and so and, and gun violence also was one of those that we we had conversations around and so since then we've kind of consolidated so we really have two functioning justice teams in our synod right now and that's racial justice and uh, care of creation and those those are really important right now um, but but um, one of the things I've learned in the last couple of years is that, you know, our, you know, Jesus said the greatest commandment is this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so everything that we do around justice issues is about what does it mean to love our neighbor? And as my friend Sarah Bishop says, what does it mean to be in right relationship? You know, so what does it mean to be in right relationship with all of our neighbors? You know, is it whether they're LGBTQIA, whether they're our indigenous neighbors, whether, uh, you know, they are, uh, you know, and, and then being in relationship with the whole planet, you know, what does it mean to be in right relationship with all of God's creation? And so we've been, we've been um, challenged by, by that to think, to think broadly about about being in right relationship with all of creation, and and that's really been set the tone for the last several years in our synod in terms of the work that we've been doing in terms of resolutions around the synod assembly, uh, around the resources that we've put out for uh, congregations to use, and so on. Um, um, but it is also, I think, um, you know, who are here at a youth gathering. You know, I think this is what the next generation really cares about. I mean, they really care about their lives making a difference, yeah. making oh, the yeah. world a better place, and this is one. This is this, these are ways that our the young people can really have an impact in, in the in art through our church, and I think that that um, we need you know, I need to listen to the young people and hear what they're passionate about, yeah. and then help them find a way to work with our church members in in. Um, in these in, around these justice justice issues so but i'm just really passionate about it i really believe that this is this is what god's called us to do as a church um, on all uh, on all levels right relationships with our neighbors it's not rocket science sometimes we make it a little harder than it needs to be right but just asking the question you know what is god's will for our church what is the purpose of the church and how do we live out the greatest commandment to love god and to love neighbor what does it mean to love god and to love neighbor today yeah here in this place yeah it gets back to your the thing you learned or kind of re-realized as bishop the main thing's got to be the main thing it's got to be jesus and that means being in right relationships yeah yeah amen now what uh has this the sense of uh justice work always been part of your ministry even as a parish pastor or is this sort of developed as you have uh gone on in your in your ministry career it, it it has it has it has taken different forms throughout 
throughout my life. I, could, I know that even before I went to seminary, I was involved in, in uh, justice uh, issues, and, 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 uh, and, I, and I think it's changed. I know. When I was in the parish in, in, in Minnesota, I served a multiracial uh, community. Um, and, and so we, we spend a lot of time talking about what does it mean to be a small rural congregation in a community where 30% of the population doesn't speak English at home. What does it mean to be Lutheran here in this place and in this time and in this community that has changed over the last 20 years? And, and I think that that's, um, that's really the, the, my job as a spiritual leader, as a pastor, is to ask the question, what does it mean to be faithful in this place? in this time right now because it's different than it was 20 years ago mm -hmm. you know being faithful 20 years ago looks different okay. looked different than it does now yeah. yeah i feel like that's something that is especially with deacon lita say um being at trinity who i know you know very well too because she also works for the synod but i feel like that's something that we at trinity are often asking too is what especially now that we have this person at Trinity who's introducing us to you know the Hispanic Latinx community in Eau Claire what does it mean for us to be to be Trinity and to you know worship and work how we need to going forward um, yeah it is it's a, definitely an ongoing question and a good one to ponder. Yeah, and I'm just I, I'm I'm bringing both of these uh, answers here together because our our neighbors on the south side of Eau Claire are if if they're not white they're Hispanic yeah. and how often are folks at Trinity not going to those shops like yeah we went to La Luna the other night which is a it's a market in the front, and then it's a restaurant in the back. And it's like, I had no idea there was this amazing, authentic Mexican restaurant right here next to Growler Guys. It's like, it's I just... It's next to I, Growler Guys? It's ne right? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's so cool. The whole point is just that being in right relationships with our neighbors perhaps means for us, as folks at Trinity, most of us at Trinity, taking that sense of holy adventure and wanting to be in right relationships with our neighbors and supporting our neighbors' businesses and things like that. Right, mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. One burrito at a time. <laughs> yeah, right. When I was in the parish in, in Minnesota, I, I said, you know, love, our, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the, you know, the greatest commandment. And maybe it just means that you learn how to pronounce your neighbor's name. Ooh. Yes. Just learn your neighbor's name, learn how to pronounce it, and say hello to them in the morning mm -hmm. by yeah. name. That's that's a, a baby step, but it's a first step of of seeing your neighbor. To love your neighbor, you first of all have to see your neighbor, yeah. and know and learn to pronounce their name. To care enough to go to the to the special work to learn how to pronounce their name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Simple yet profound. That's yes, yeah. Well, and I so so justice justice ministry is uh, a is one baby step after another and and what i i talk often about is is ask, asking congregations what is your next most faithful step mm. what is your next most faithful step we used to used to spend a lot of time on strategic planning and i know some congregations i think trinity's done strategic planning and i think that's great to us 
But I, but I think every day in the midst of whatever plan you have, you have to ask the question, what is my most faithful step today? Yeah. You know, how do I take this next most faithful? What is God calling me to do next? And, and we ask that every day. I think that's the most faithful thing we can do in this time and place. Well, Bishop Luria, I'd like to thank you for joining us this evening yes. uh, here at Journey to uh, spend some time discussing the role of the bishop, where the church might be going in the future, and then bringing us back to the most important thing, the main thing, mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. This was, I, I was not sure what to expect coming in, <laughs> and I am so glad i feel like this whole week like this podcast but then also this week is just going to be very thought-provoking and um i'm definitely going to be leaving this with a lot of a lot of things to just be thinking about and pondering and t just processing taking yeah. in and just processing this was good well, thank you for the invitation. I was happy to be able to do this. And I just want to say thank you to you both for doing this and for making it easy for me. I was a little <laughs> nervous, but this was a lot easier than I thought it would be. So y'all, if they ask you to do the podcast, don't be afraid. It's not that hard. <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in uh, for our latest episode of What's the Point? We'll catch you next time. Bye.